Hey, and welcome back to Soul Healer Podcast. It's your girl, Rika and Jessica Rabbit. Yes, we are here. <laughs> we are here and ready to have a really, really good discussion on what to expect when parenting. <laughs> uh, some stuff is in general but we have teens preteens teenagers so I was well baby love aka Jessica Rabbit did give the idea about talking about parenting a while ago and my mind goes in so many different directions I was just like okay what about, I know how they have those books where what to expect when you're expecting and what to expect after the baby but they don't have anything that talks about what to expect in middle school what to expect in high school <laughs> what to expect with mental health they don't have none of that out there so we're gonna help some of you parents out a little bit and you can just take whatever or whatever works for you, whatever resonates for you. But we may give you different perspectives on some of the things that we've done, some of the lessons that we've learned. And you don't always have to do things in a traditional way because it's all about what works for you and leaving your own legacy behind. And also breaking some cycles too with your children because I know some of the things my mama taught me, I ain't doing it. <laughs> so I had to wing it I had to wing it and do the best I could with what I had with your kids your, how old are your kids again Jessica so we have excuse me twins are 13 and the youngest is 12 okay all right and I have a 15 year old and assumed to be 18 year old she'll be 18 in two months oh my goodness oof she don't know what's coming. <laughs> Maybe I need to have a sit down with her and talk about what to expect when you turn 18. But if you could give somebody, let's see, one thing that they could expect in a good way with a teenager and one thing you could they could expect this outrageously uh traumatic <laughs> <laughs> with a teenager uh, what would you say so i think them having a more almost adult conversation with you so you can really converse with them like almost as that they are little adults now it's no more like baby talk with them or trying to break it down you could just simply say hey I don't have the money right now I understand you want this but I can't really get this is there something else I can do to give you something besides that and maybe we can get it later on like my youngest got the honor roll last marker period I still haven't gotten her the game she wanted I didn't I don't have the money I was like look hopefully on the first if I were we'll be able to get it for you we're trying, still trying to recoup from Christmas so you know and I think the worst is the mood swings, mm. the constant mood swings from 
PMS and even my son, like, yeah, my kids are on the spectrum, but they still have typical kid stuff and it's ups and downs. The roller coasters, one minute I like you, one minute I don't, one minute I hate you, one minute I'm a baby, one minute I'm adult. I know what I'm doing, but I need your help. And it's like, make up your mind. Was I this bad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I think with me, one good thing I could say is the the independence. Mm-hmm. Because my kids wanted to learn at a younger age how to do certain things on their own. I could tell that they would get a little frustrated because they wanted to do things for themselves. So now that they're older, when it comes to cooking their own food, because they know what they like, they know how they like it, and they know that I'm not going to jump when they want me to jump. (laughs) So they can make (laughs) their own little meals, their own snacks. Yeah, my son will go in there and make his own little Kool-Aid in a bottle for himself. I remember I used to do that too as a kid. I still do it as a grown-up. I'm like, I ain't making making enough. (laughs) They won't even know. Um, So yeah, that independence is definitely a plus. You have to allow your kids to try to do things for themselves because you don't want them to always need access to you because what if you're not good and you need some downtime you don't want to have to feel like you have to keep pushing because no they're not going to do it right they're not going to do it the way I want to do it but they have to learn to figure it out on that Mm -hmm. as long as you give them the tools and you show them a couple of times and then you just kind of sit back and watch like okay I'm gonna watch you do it go ahead and then give them the opportunity to do it for themselves I think that's a good plus when it comes to parenting because I will talk about she ain't gonna listen to this episode but she she probably didn't listen to this podcast period but my mother-in-law she sheltered her kids so much (laughs) to the point where my husband was like she my mother didn't allow me in her kitchen so now that he's older she's just like I got to give him his plate when he eats and she has to be the one washing the dishes and she has to be the one doing all of this stuff. And they don't even move and they're grown. And I'm like, I'm not taking him his plate. He can come in here and get his own plate. (laughs) So I will (laughs) not do that to my kids. No, you need to be able to do some of this stuff for yourself. I'll do it sometimes, but it's going to be when I want to. So yeah, that whole independence thing, teach them young, teach them. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I say the most outrageously traumatic. Yeah, dealing with emotions with teens, like you said, the mood swings. Because my son will get angry and you'll hear him banging on his computer table. He has broken a lamp. He has broken a TV. He has broken a desk. And I wouldn't say, like, he, we don't have no holes in the walls from no kids punching holes in the walls. Like, he would go through the wall. But <laughs> I don't know what he does. Like, is he shaking stuff? Is he just banging it with his hand? I don't know whether he threw something and it hit the TV. But I'm like, no, you didn't pay for this stuff. So you need to get it together. Let's go break something on purpose. Let me go find some. We got a collection of old laptops downstairs now. And we're just waiting 
for a situation where somebody needs to release some anger <laughs> and I'm like go get the hammer I, I got my little crowbar and I even told my daughter I was like you want to go outside and break a laptop is that what you need to do she's like I do want to go to a break room because I got a lot of anger and she'd be ready to punch somebody and I'm like no you can't go around punching people so <laughs> those mood swings they up and down up and down mm-hmm. and let's see yeah that's what my son Oh, my daughter does the same thing because she'd be ready to punch people. So, but it's definitely more of the mental health stuff because you got to deal with fitting in at school, mm-hmm. figuring out your body and what it's going through, the different changes. One minute you do wake up and you're in a bad mood and you don't even know why. And then you have to still do what your parents want you to do when they want you to do it. So you really have no, as a kid, you have no freedom to be your, your true self. Yes. Or who you desire to be because you're trying to please everybody. And I know how that feels as an adult. So just imagine what kids are going through because they're still trying to fit into at the same time. But yeah. Uh, I, I'm. I would not want to go back <laughs> to being a kid. I, I definitely don't. So, by dealing by having children on the spectrum, that is a different version of what to expect. When, because, not only are you dealing with them coming into being teens, but dealing with bullying or people looking at them differently or treating them differently and you not wanting to coddle them too much or be too overprotective like what can you share with other parents who don't have anybody that that is dealing with the same stuff they're dealing with or maybe some stuff that you were told that you should or shouldn't do that you kind of created your own routine so I think, well, to look at my kids, you wouldn't know that anything's wrong until Christopher starts to speak and then go, oh, he really can't talk. Or um, the girls, some social cues and things like that. Um, and some things like, that was a little odd, but you would just think they were typical kids. So my, the girls and even Chris, they have really learned how to cope. So I've seen them at the playground as, seven, eight-year-olds, and my son going up to other kids initiating play. Hi, you want to play? I'm Chris. And you're like, hold up. He doesn't talk this well at home, but he knows around certain people. He needs to act a certain way. Um, And even the girls, like I see them trying to fit in. It's I think peer pressure is a little harder for them. They don't understand like body images. My oldest was going through a thing where she wasn't eating food because she thought she was fat. And I would have to force her to eat. So I had to go to the doctor. We went to the doctor. I said, oh, look, isn't her weight great? And like, yes, yeah. you know, so she really can just eat food, right? She doesn't have to not eat. Like, oh, no, 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 you're fine. You know, never starve yourself. So then dad started doing better with the eating. She heard it from the doctor. She just didn't hear it from us. I don't know if anybody at school was calling her fat because she has a, a round face. So it's going to be fuller. She has full cheeks like her dad. Um, I always had a skinnier face. So she doesn't have that. So it's, I don't know if she's looking at pictures of me and pictures of her around the same age. Like, oh, why is mommy? But they called me olive oil. I was really, really skinny. 
So I'm like, I wasn't built like you were. You have hips and stuff already at a younger age. Um, I think with my son, they a lot of people with children spectrum or like have um, special needs, they keep them inside. I don't say keep them inside. Let them go out. Hell, this is their world too. Let them raise hell outside. People have to get used to them and they have to get used to people. So you don't want to keep them coddled, like you said, and then one day they're thrown into the world and they don't know how to operate in a crowded place or they don't know what to do if something was to happen. Like they need to know what's around them, learn the world around them, learn how the world operates, who is friendly, who is not. Um, I think medication was one thing. They wanted my son on medicine. His doctors still think he's on medicine. The only medicine he gets is to go to sleep. That's it. I took him off all ADHD medicine, all behavior medicine, because we saw a more violent Christopher with medicine. Mm-hmm. Without medicine, he's he has his tendencies, but thank God we haven't had any holes in the wall. No TVs has been broken lately. He will break his toys. Um, but I say, hey, Spider-Man falls over the balcony, he falls over the balcony. I say, hey, that <laughs> that's it. I mean, it's I'm not going to get upset over that. But we had holes in the wall before. It was horrible. Like he was mule kicking holes in the wall because he was pissed. He was deliberately breaking phones and tablets and TVs and pieces of furniture. He wanted to see your reaction when you were mad and he ate off of that. And he was like, yes, I did it. Yes, I did it. And during COVID, during lockdown, we were like, you know what? let's see what he's like off of medicine. We haven't seen him off of medicine in about, so that was like three years ago, so 10. So seven years, we, he's been on medicine for, he was on medicine for seven years. I said, well, let's see what he's like off. So I started weaning him off little by little. So you had none. And then we did the whole roller coaster ride with him being up for about 72 hours. Then he mm-hmm. dropped and then he slept. And then got up and then we got him onto a sleep routine. And he was so much nicer and he could process things a lot better. He started speaking more and more clearly and understanding, comprehending what you were saying. And it was like, I wonder if that medicine was stopping something. So all it was doing was keeping him seated in class. Mm. But it really wasn't working for his behaviors. It had elevated his behaviors. And I'm not going to give you one medicine and give you another one to combat the other one and have to give you a third one because this one has side effects. I'm not going to do all that. Um, so we took him off medicine. I took the girl because the girl said, I feel weird. I don't like the way I feel. I don't feel like I'm here. I feel like I'm in space. I don't like that feeling. And I said, I can't give them something that they don't like. Like, I wouldn't want to feel like that. Right. So why would I give them something like that? So I've been letting them go food loose and fancy free. I mean, they get nighttime medicine especially when they can't sleep. I, the girls, I try to let go a little bit more without it. My son has to get it. If not, he's going to be up for days. His ADHD keeps him wired. So I just let them go. I mean, the doctors, oh, he's so great. Look at the medicine to that. Yeah, he's great. Uh-huh. Yep. That medicine sure is working. No, he's... You know, they think they're, they think they're, they did some great, like they're some, they're, yeah, look, you know, I'm like, no, I took them off of the medicine. Like, I I didn't understand. Some parents used to do that. They used to break in the summertime. And I'm like, why would you do that? But then when we did it, I'm like, 
why didn't we do this sooner? Wow. <laughs> so you learned that from somebody else. You're like, let me try this out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we said, what's the worst that could happen? We're already locked down. He's already kicked so many holes in the wall. He already trashed his room. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? Let's just see. And then maybe we can say, okay, he'll get this pill and not that pill. But we ended up giving him just his nighttime medicine. That was it. So so when it comes to school, though, what can you, like, what did you, ex- wait a minute, do all your kids go to the same school? The girls go to the same school. Christopher goes to a special needs school. So he goes to school with all children that all have a learning disability. Um, I believe his school's, for children with all with autism. The one when he was younger, they had like autism down, um, cerebral palsy, stuff like that. So he goes, he doesn't see any typical kids. So okay. with him bullying, I really don't have to deal with, it was the staff that would really get the kids more so than the other kids. Mm. And that's one thing, like they hire these kids that don't know what they're doing. And they mistreat your kids because, yeah, sometimes they hit, sometimes they bite. But you have to understand this is what comes with the territory. But all I always say, my kid is not going to do something unless you do something first to him. Mm-hmm. So don't just say, oh, he came up to me, punched you in the face. Because he doesn't just punch people in the face just to punch him in the face. You did something to him and he felt like he needed to protect himself. Mm-hmm. And that's what people fail to realize that, yes, they are still human they still have defense mechanisms and they're going to attack when they feel like they're being attacked my girls are in typical school um they have some classes that are um general ed and a lot of classes are special ed i know to my knowledge they haven't been bullied um and they're really friendly so they get along with a lot of people like so socially they get along Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Like they can have conversations with kids. Like they talk about different things like that. Um, but I know sometimes it's hard for them to navigate. Like they'll come home like, oh, the teacher said this, the teacher did that. It, it's a lot of times it's the teachers I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. The teachers are picking on these kids because they don't like something about them. So now they make it harder for them. Do your kids tell you about what goes on at school without you asking them? Because I know my kids don't talk about school at all. It's like they live in a whole nother life outside of the house. It's like drama. And drama happens, especially with my oldest, Miss Carly Red. Yes, Carly Red come back with all the tea. Carol, this one did this, and this one did that, and this one did that, and this one, it was a fight today. And I, and I had my phone down. They told me to put my phone back. I was trying to record it because, you know, you don't ever know. But I ain't going to get involved with that because if they asked me and I got the recording, I don't want to be in anybody's business. So, yeah, she comes home and tells all the tea. tea. Where'd she get that from? Yes, honey. That is Miss Wendy Williams. Yeah, she got the tea. My youngest one. <laughs> she won't really open her mouth unless it's something that she thinks we already know and then she go well um yeah this is what happened so then and I always get conflicting stories from them and the teachers and my husband's like you're just not hard enough on the kids I'm like I know how it is 
to go to a predominantly white school. And I know how it is to be one of the few black students there. And I know that they don't like you because your skin is black and you moved into their neighborhood. And how did you get over here? And you're not on the other side of the track. So they treat you differently. Mm. And they magnify everything you do. I said, Susie can come in here and throw an eraser at Bobby, but you flick a piece of paper. She's violent. She threatened this. The one that the one woman uh, assumed that my child would bring a gun to school and shoot up the school. And I said, well, first of all, I don't have any weapons because I'm I come from Jersey. So we don't have weapons. It's hard to get a gun license. And I don't have any illegal weapons in my home as well. So my child is not going to have her book bag and go shoot up the school. She only has a book bag because she has a period and needs to get a um, tampon or a pad. That's why she would need her book bag. I said, if you really want to stop school shootings, put a, um, what is that? What is that metal detector at the front door? Like they do in the inner city. Wait, 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 wait. So somebody had the audacity, a teacher yes. had the audacity to say your 13 year old. Yes. Would bring they a thought they to school. My Lord. And cause you know, you never know with these book bags. And I said, well, honey, I know my kids. As if they get a weapon, they're going to get it from one of y'all kids because we don't have any weapons mm. in our home. And she just looked all surprised. And I, I maybe I am a little bit more lenient on them because maybe I wanted my parents to kind of give really give me the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't always me and my attitude and my mouth popping off. That Some of these teachers started with me first and because they are the adult they like to pull that trump card. I'm your teacher. I'm an adult. You don't speak to me in this manner. But you can talk to me in any manner that you want. You're not my parent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember I said it to one teacher. My mother doesn't even speak to me like that. So what makes you think that you're allowed to speak to me like that? And she just, she mentioned it to my father. And I thought, I said, yeah, she was being disrespectful. I said, y'all don't talk to me like that. So why would I, you know, accept that from her? You know, you're trying to raise independent people so that when they go out in the world, they're not going to be walked all over and they're not going to be people pleasers. So then now they're doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing because they're just trying to please everyone. And you can't please everyone. And I told her, I told them that I said, everybody's not going to think you're pretty. Everybody's not going to think you're funny. Everybody's not going to think you're cute. Everybody's not going to think you dress the best or have the best things. And it's okay. So, you you know, you're special to us, but you're not special to the world. And you always have to remember that. Right. Because the world's not going to treat you the way we are. My daughter used to tell me all the time that it seemed like her teachers didn't like her. And I'm like, why would they be picking on you out of everybody else there? But I think my daughter, she's the the one that needs to fight for justice for everybody. So if she sees that everybody's acting up in class and a teacher points out one person, she'll be like, well, they weren't the only one that was doing it. And I'm like, but you the one getting yourself in trouble because you ain't even had nothing to do with that. So she was like, well, I mean, everybody was asleep or everybody was doing this and everybody was doing that. So I don't know why that they had to point. So she's that type of person. She's a daggone feisty Aries. But she... She also, when she was in elementary school, it was a teacher that was like, it definitely seemed like this teacher had it out for my daughter. I don't know what it was, but she was like, yeah, I had to tell your daughter that she needs to watch her back because these 
little girls was out to get her. And I'm like, okay, so maybe as a teacher, you should watch her back. And then have a talk with her to be like, hey, just be careful. Like you're adding fear to my child and you're making her think, oh, it's because, you know, you have long hair. Like you're putting these ideas in her head that you can't have long hair. You can't be this complexion. You can't be this or people are going to point you out. People are going to pick on you. But it was all about I don't think she was compassionate about the type of situation my daughter was in so my daughter just kept feeling like the teacher was picking on her not the other the kids so I don't I don't know what it is but have you ever have you talked to your kids about racism yeah we talked about it they um they know and I'll come home and say like the one white kid called my oldest and her best friend a monkey (gasps) And I said, okay. I said, we're going to do this. I asked him, what class was he in? She said, oh, he's in my class. So I said, okay, he's in special ed. I said, he might not know that monkey is mean to people of color. Mm. He may have heard his parents say it or his grandparents say it or his uncles. And not know that that was wrong because he's heard it used in that tone before. Mm-hmm. So if you always hear something and then you don't know it's wrong because they're raising little racist kids until you do say it's a kid. So I said, let's talk to him and let him know, you know, don't call me a monkey. I said, tell him, what if you called him a little crackerjack, cracker barrel, <laughs> call him whitey. I said, what if I called you a white nigger? How would you no. like that? Pale face or a pale face nigger. Would you like that if I called you a pale face nigger? So then now I'm turning all these words on to you. Now you don't like them. So mm-hmm. if you don't like them, don't say it to me. Mm-hmm. But we, I told them, I said, they, I showed them, you know, what swastikas was. And I said, they say this to you, um, tell you to get out of town, get out of school. I said, you let us know. I said, because they don't like it when you come. But you had a situation where a neighbor says something like that to one of your kids. She, well, okay, yeah. So it was two, two incidents. They, um, Talk, I think they said something about the hair. They were singing a song. My daughter's like, well, they were singing a song. And I don't know if it was, it was just so happened that they were there and they told us that we couldn't look. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. My my oldest was just like brushed it off. Like maybe it wasn't as mm-hmm. big as her friend was trying to make it seem. But I do know my neighbor did say that when we moved in, we moved in um, in the summer. And she came back and she was like, oh, I never see anybody sit back here. It's crazy how you can have a backyard and just nobody sits back there. And I'm like, my kids play on the swing set all the time. What are you talking about, woman? Mm-hmm. So she was like, well, you know, my husband and I were just thinking like, we were like, we should, maybe we could look into selling because, you know, the neighbor is just changing so much. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, well, the neighborhood is going to continue changing. I said, this is just the time to we're in. More of, you know, other people are able to get a mortgage now. You know, mm-hmm. funny thing about COVID, more and more people getting approved for more and more things that they normally wouldn't have been approved for. How about that? So she just looked okay. like totally surprised. And I know um, my next door neighbor, like his backyard is on our side. Like the side of our house is his backyard. They delivered a package that belonged to him to us so I told my husband I said walk with me because I'm not getting shot walk with me over there 
to give it to me. And he just, his face, the look on his face was just like, <gasps> you know, because I had, he put out the property line. Like who puts out a property line when the person moves in? Are you serious? Wow. Because my son was running to the bus and ran on his grass. So he had to show me where the property line was. Like, I like we're not allowed to touch his. And he just held onto our hands so tightly. Like, I guess you misjudged us. Mm. I'm not going to give you the person that you are expecting to be here. And I guess, you know, you don't feel comfortable in your own home to like have the music up or, you know, my husband's like, we can't invite certain family over here because, you know, you know what's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, well, I know. He said, I haven't seen anybody else do it around here. So I don't want to be the first. Yeah. But it's, it's, I don't know. I didn't expect that out here, I guess. With my kids, I think in this day and age, they learn a lot of stuff from the internet because even when I think I should have talks with my kids about certain stuff whether it's sex or whether it's knowing about their body and pedophiles whatever I feel may come up based off of what I would have wanted my parents to talk to me about they already know I'm like how do you know what that means or how do you know what that looks like or how do you and they were like mom the internet <laughs> <laughs> like how would you Don't even know to look like did someone send you something my kids my son knew what porn was in elementary school he said the little boy was showing showing something on his phone in the bathroom and he ended up getting in trouble for it but I was like damn y'all not even giving me a chance to be a parent <laughs> my, my son was looking up breastfeeding on youtube Oh my goodness. And ushered me out of the room and said, no, no, no. And I'm like, <laughs> and she's standing in a bra underwear. And, you know, I guess that was the closest thing he could get. And I'm like, oh my well, why do they have this on YouTube? And why are you just so that interested? I mean, you, you play GTA, they can go to the strip club. My, my son paid for a private dance on GTA. Oh my goodness. And said, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm just like, how did you know what that is? And to go in there and to pay, and you pay for the, you pay for the dance. So have you talked, is it, do you feel it's too early to talk to them about sex or have you talked to them about sex already? We talked some about it. Um, we, you know, asked them. They're like, no, you know, I don't know. Like you kissed the boy yet. Or, you know, held hands. Like, I held his hand and I was like, okay, did anything? No, no, nobody gonna touch me. Like, so I don't know if they're giving us the answer that we wanna hear mm -hmm. or is that their true feelings on it? So I'm like, hmm. Cause I know sometimes it either moves too fast with the that population it either goes. That's like the one thing they all know how to do and they all know how to get it right. Like they mm -hmm. all know how to put it in a hole. So it's like, <laughs> that's why I haven't introduced tampons. Cause I'm like, I don't want y'all knowing nothing goes in there. Cause I am not going to the hospital because some foreign object is stuck mm -hmm. up there. Cause you, you trying to see how many things. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going through that. I'm not, I am not. So, and my son is kind of hard. You know, I just told him, 
Nobody touches your private area. You don't touch anybody else's private area. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think he would be having sex. Um, but you know, some agencies encourage that. Like if they, some, when they have um, mental disabilities, some of them, they encourage them to get those hormones out. Mm. And they would make the people clean up after. I'm like, this is, no, I'm not. I've never heard of that. Our next door neighbor growing up, she, um, I guess, would, would it be like foster? She fostered two, two women. Mm-hmm. And the one was more high functioning. She worked up the street at C-Town. She would catch the bus and all that stuff. And they told her, oh, well, we want, you know, if she's asking for sex, you need to make a way that she could have it. We can introduce her to her guy. She's like, no. She says, no, so what if she gets pregnant? You know, and, and now she's infatuated with a baby and now I got to raise the, the baby in her. Yeah, wow. So yeah, and that and then the girls, um, they my girls will say they want to get married and have children. Um, and but it's kind of, I guess, I don't know about, I guess if I see a boy really come around, that's when I'm, I'm like, all right. Because these little boyfriends they have now, I don't think all little boyfriends. Mm-hmm. But my son, when he was in middle school, he told he came out and said something about a little girlfriend, but it was only because he had a bunch of money. And my husband was joking, was like, this little nigga selling drugs. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, no, be quiet, be quiet. It's like, where's he getting his money from? So it was close to his birthday. I was like, where, where is this money coming from? Oh, my friend gave it to me. My friend gave some, I, somebody gave it to me for my birthday. And then more money. And then more money. He was like, can you add this to my card? Can you add this to my card? And we're like, where's this money coming from? Oh, my friend. And he gave us a name. The name sounded like he made it up. And <laughs> I'm like, who who is this? I want to meet. I want to talk to them. So I'm like, I don't believe you. The name was a real name and it was a girl that he was calling his girlfriend at school. Well, I was about to say something real. Y'all know I'm a little ratchet, but they were of a different race. <laughs> the family was a different race and it seems like their family had a lot of money. So this little boy would send her a message just saying, bring me $10 to school tomorrow. <laughs> I need $20. I need I need some money to go to 7-Eleven after school. And she would bring him money. And I was like, yeah. let me see your phone. Because do her, do her parents know that she's giving you money? I don't know whether he just decided to be her boyfriend because he knew she had money. I don't know what was going through this little boy mind, but I'm like, I didn't raise you like this. I didn't. And then it got to the point where her mom reached out because she said that her daughter was going into her piggy bank to give him money that her grandparents had given her over time that she was supposed to be saving up. So she done broke the bank for my son. (laughs) Give it. He had over a hundred and ninety dollars from her. Now, did you make him give her back? 
oh, it was such a long story. Well, we invited her to go out for his birthday to dinner. And her mother was like, well, what made him invite her? And in my mind, I'm like, I know that's his little girlfriend, but her mother might not know that's what it is. So I'm oh. like, well, you know, they're really good friends. And, you know, he talked, they they play games and stuff on because she don't have a cell phone. They would only connect when they talk, when they play video games together. Okay. So her parents didn't allow her to have a cell phone. But this little girl would have on six inch heels, dressing to a T. And I'm like, okay, she don't have a cell phone, but you know, she, whatever, she got that money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I saw him send a text message to his friend, was like, yeah, Rose, whatever her name was, gave me money. He was like, why? Why she give you money? Like, because I asked her. And he was just stocking it up. So when the mother found out, I was like, well, she did give it to him as a gift. It was for his birthday. So you expect him to give a gift back that she gave him? He didn't force her to give him anything. He asked for it and she gave it to him. Well, I think he was just trying to manipulate her and he was just doing this and he was doing that. And, you know, she's just so nice and loving. She Girl, she started crying on the phone. I was like, okay. Was, but mm. then she even, when I said, well, you know what? Because if he has to pay that money back, it's going to come from our pocket because that money's gone. Like he hasn't spent it already. So you gonna have to wait a little bit if we're going to have to pay it back or he's, you're going to have to wait until he earns that money back and then he can give it back to her. Mm -hmm. But you need to teach your daughter not to just be giving out money to people. If she don't know whether they're using her or not, like, why are you giving a boy all of this money? So it went to, she didn't get it fast enough. She threatened to call the school. I'm like, what do the school have to do with your child giving someone money outside of school because she liked mm -hmm. them? It's like, you might as well take this as an L. But I had to have that talk with my son. I'm like, look, that's not cool. If you didn't really like her or whatever the case was, don't just be going to ask people for money. You didn't need that. You could have asked us. So I'm like, don't be that type. Don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Oh, gosh. I never thought I would have to have that type of talk with him. But that was his first little girlfriend that I knew about. And now they're not even allowed to talk to each other. But they don't go to the same school anymore. But they had to go a whole okay. school year in the same orchestra class, seeing each other and could not interact with each other anymore. I was like, damn, I wonder if he's sad about that. Like, I wonder if she said that now they can't talk because of this one mistake that they made. Or, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> have, I, if I was a girl's mother, I wouldn't have done that. Like, oh, you can't talk to him anymore. They probably just made it. She like a little black boy. That's all. Uh-huh. It could be. But, and, yeah. We had that with my daughter, though. She was coming home with jewelry, money, gift cards. Mm. I'm like, where's this come from? Oh, this guy in my class likes me and he just gave it to me. Or it was prize box. And this was in elementary school. It was prize box. And the teacher said, I just want you to know that all the boys decided to cast their tokens and Kaylee get whatever she wanted. I said, what? He said, yeah. So they chose to let her have it. She came home with this stuff. She just dropped it like, eh. Okay. Like, How did you? She said, they all wanted to give me something. I'm just like, oh, 
oh, okay. Yes, and one guy wanted to buy her sneakers. And I was like, oh, you sure he's not taking his money from his parents? Because I don't want nobody knocking on my door, but they can't pay their rent. Right. And I'm looking at him like, well, you better talk to your little thieving son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's doing. That's my son says he's slinging rock or something. Like, you know, who comes and gets kids money like that? Yeah, but, but if I was a girl's parent, I would not, I would just tell her to stop stealing. And, you know, he took advantage of the situation, what any kid would do. But it was her own money. Yeah, so you can't, just because she spent it, that was her money to spend. And that's how she chose to spend her money. Mm-hmm. So then you use that as a learning lesson. You take her somewhere, she wants something. Oh, that's right. Your $190 got gave to the little boy. So hmm, guess you can't get this and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. That would teach you, don't make her not speak to the child anymore. Because now you're teaching them your privilege. Right. I did wrong. Now you have to suffer the consequence for, for the actions that I did that I won't be accountable for because you should have known better. No, not happening. Exactly. And then like, I, I, she had me looking at my son sideways. I'm like, were you using this little girl? Like, why would you keep asking her to bring you money? And I'm like, was he just trying to see if she would do it? And then, or Maybe did she, she offer. offer to give it to him? And then he was like, okay, I need a little bit more. I want to go to 7-Eleven. <laughs> but I'm like, ha- that's probably what happened. She put, she probably offered him. She probably said, I'll give you some money. And he was like, oh, my parents have a lot of money. I'll give you money. Right. So it's like, I didn't want to seem like I was coming, being hard on him. And he was just like, well, I mean, she could have said no. I didn't force her to do anything. But that's where it comes to cons- not really just consent, but even with touchy feely stuff. When we took mm-hmm. we took them out to eat, this was the first time I saw a different side of my son. He's like a little suave. He had a little swag and I didn't even know he had a little swag because <laughs> we were leaving out of the restaurant and he was like, oh, he was trying to walk her to the car to get something out the car he put his arm around her shoulder and just started walking into the car i was like who is this <laughs> where did he learn well i guess he's seen his dad and stuff but i was just like i didn't think he liked touching people or being touched because he don't <laughs> want me to look his mama he don't want his mama to hug him and stuff and i'm like you putting your shut your arm look at this <laughs> i i get it i have what was it my the oldest one thought about something on the phone with this boy i love you i'm like i love you you can tell your mama you love her or your daddy but but you love him hmm. that's something they they throw that i love you i don't think i was saying i love you in middle school maybe senior high school a little, little bit but not so much middle school yeah i don't know about that yeah i mean mm-mm. i know in high school we was saying it but not you know my daughter got a little boyfriend now and I know how I was at her age I I think I was 16 and that's when the pedophiles was live and in color Mm -hmm. I think the guy I was talking to was in his 20s but -hmm. I told my mom he was 19 because I was like that's kind of right there where it's not too bad Mm -hmm. but my mother ain't never asked no questions so I always talk to somebody who either had a like a sister or 
some female around where I could utilize that female as my <laughs> my person. And I think my daughter started doing the same thing because now I I found out she has a little boyfriend and she said 19. She said the age. She was like, oh, he's just a year older than me. She's like, no, 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 he's 19. I was like, I'm going to want to see ID when I make, when I see him. And found out he's been giving her money for Ubers to get from school to work and picking her up and bringing her food. I'm like, who is this? And then he even told her, tell your mother to clear her, her calendar for Friday because I'm taking y'all out to eat. I'm like, ain't no boys ever tell my mother they was taking her. Ain't no 19. <laughs> Right. I'm like, hmm, what's going on here? He done bought her early Valentine's gifts. He was like, I saw it. I'm like, you got roses and candy. It's not Valentine's Day yet. He was like, oh, it's not It's for, not for Valentine's Day. I just got it just because. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I would like for her to meet someone nice who would do things like that for her because that's what she deserves. And she is almost 18, two months. She is almost 18, but her dad don't know about him. She was mm. like, no, I wanted to tell you first. Because <laughs> her dad will have a freaking heart attack. He even That's said before dad. she was born, I would prefer her to be gay. So I wouldn't have to deal with no no guys. You know what? My husband's friend said that and his daughter ended up being gay. Now he's like, well, I said, yes, it's different when, you know, it comes out and now everything that you pictured isn't what you pictured anymore. But I I look at that with my daughter. I sit there and go, because was Akon was talking to her reckless. And I was like, but you talked to somebody's daughter reckless, didn't you? Don't you remember the days? Don't mm. you? So why can't he talk to somebody's daughter reckless? Did you go back and apologize to my father? You want to fight my father? Mm. No. So he got, man, I bet I had the older boy. I was thinking about that. Like, mothers really don't ask, I guess, questions as much because Angel came to the house. It was, I graduated high school. Every boyfriend that came to the house had a car. Mm. And like, that didn't make you think. And, and I think I said the same thing. I'm like, oh no, he's like 19. Mm. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's like 19. Yeah. Uh -huh. And yeah, because Angel came to Angel. I don't know. He had, I think he was in the 20s. Cause he was like worried about he got some girl pregnant, and then a lot of them they were they were pedophiles. I had one that was in the fraternity, and he was way older. He had a kid, and like, yeah, it's you're right. That age at seven, sixteen, seventeen is when they they came out the woodworks. So one thing, parents, if y'all listening, try your best not to project your own thotting and bopping it. <laughs> <laughs> your own horrible ways onto your kids because I have done that and that has been I'm not gonna say a downfall or a mistake on my part but it helped me to have that transparency with my kids and to be open and honest about my own journey and not that I think they would do the same things I did but just to let them know how smart I am and how <laughs> and the things that I would do because my intuition be on point sometimes sometimes I could feel that something is going on with my kid and I'll just bring up a conversation just to see where their head is at or 
how they respond to it because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to condone certain things, but I'm not going to condemn you because I know you got to learn your own lessons and you're going to do what you want to do anyway. But I'm like, yeah, I used to do this. Yeah, I used to do that. And I was worse than you are as a kid. So I try to give you some grace because my kids are really good. They're on the road students and they don't ask for much. They don't give me no trouble. They're not in the street starting stuff or bullying or whatever. So I try to be a little lenient with them. Um, but I let them know, no, I'm still not going to let you play me. Girl, my daughter came in this mm. house. She thought she was going to be smoking in my house. Not in the house, but her stepmom would tell me, like, I think she's, I think she's doing this. I think she messing with this. I think she's using this. And I'm like, okay, well, I mentioned it to her, and she'd be like, oh, no, I was around a bunch of people that was doing it. Or, oh, my stepsister gave me this because she saw how stressed out I was. And I'm like, but that doesn't mean that it's good for you. I don't care what nobody else is doing, but you already have issues where you're up and down. You want to sleep all day. You get into these dark moments. Don't, don't do it. You have your whole life ahead of you to figure out what you want to do and what you want to experience, but don't do it. She still did it. <laughs> she still did it. And my husband was like, why she keep going outside? Why she want to go around? Why she want to walk around the block? It's cold as hell outside. Like, what's she out back for? And how she go out back and then end up coming through the front door? So we like, what is going on with this little girl? So I'm thinking she just want to go chill outside. Like, she just wants some fresh air. I'm like, why is the bathroom window open in the basement? And why is the Febreze in the laundry room? So I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Go in her room to look for something. It's a damn J on the bed. So I'm like, what the? F I took a picture and sent it to my husband. I was like, what in the world? And I was like, I don't, I didn't want her to know I saw it, so I left out the room. He was like, you took it, didn't you? I was like, no. It's like, why wouldn't you? My mother would have had a damn fit. Da, 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 da. I was like, because wherever she got it from, she probably got more, and then she gonna leave and then get more if she wants to. So I was like, okay, Rika, you are the parent. You got to show her who got the appointment. <laughs> so I went back in there. I took it. This little girl texted me and said, did you take my thing out of my room? <laughs> I said, sure did. She was like, oh, and that was it. So I said, if you're going to do what you do, I do not condone you doing those things in my house. I I don't want you to do it, period. But you're going to respect my house. That's me tapping into my, my mother's energy. <laughs> <laughs> but I talked, to her, I talked to her again after that. I was like, were you mad at me? Because I took that thing out your room. She's like, yeah, I was a little bit. And then I got over it because, yeah, I understand. I got to respect your house and I got to respect your rules. But I was in my little feelings and was like, well, I'll pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's we have open discussions like that where she'll know to check herself. Like, yeah, you still are a child. You're not grown. Mm -hmm. But we can laugh about those things because it's a learning experience. 
we done seen the Cosby show where they found in, they finding <laughs> drugs mm -hmm. in Theo's room and stuff like that. So every parent can handle situations differently. Some people might punish their kids for months, but my kids used to ask me like, what's the point of punishing me and taking my phone? You know, I need it for school. You're going to be mad when you can't reach me or know where I'm at. And then I'm still going to do what I want. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't tell me that in those words, but it's like, but, what's the point of punishing me? I'm just going to go in my room all, and sleep all day. And you're going to be mad at that, about that. You're going to take the mm -hmm. video games, but I'm still going to get it back. So I'm like, this <laughs> But it's, it's, it's true. I mean, that's why my husband, I'm going to take the phone. I'm like, but for what? So they can walk around here and have an attitude and be all mad because you done took the phone mm -hmm. and then took the controller for what? I said, is that really going to change your behavior? I said, how many times have your parents put you on punishment or beat you and you just straightened right on up? You graduated on time, didn't you, sir? You did everything you were supposed to do. And he, he got quiet. I said, yes. Mm. You dropped out of school in the second, I don't even know, you made it to the first, second semester of high school. You dropped out. So what did your parents do that said, okay, yeah, I'm going to do right. He was like, no, you're right. I said, all my parents did was make me piss, piss me off. And that's why I left the house when I left. And I never came back. I made sure I didn't come back because I'm not coming back to this. Mm -hmm. I, shoot. But I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's harder. Um, I guess, because we try not to make the mistakes. Our parents try to, we try to give them the benefit of the doubt more. And, I agree with you. If you have a more open conversation with your children, a more open platform, it makes parenting a little bit easier, but then not so harsh. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to just beat you for every little thing. And yelling and screaming sometimes doesn't work. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Even sometimes when I'm wrong, I apologize. Right. I definitely have no issue with taking accountability when I make a mistake or <clears throat> if I thought they did something and I found out they didn't, like I've had times where I thought they did something and I had to look back at the camera to see and then realize like, oh, shoot, I'm sorry. They were like, yes, mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, and it's so, it takes so much energy to be angry and to yell and to scream and to have to beat your kids because then you're going to have to figure out how to bring yourself back down. Mm -hmm. my son used to look at me like you done yet I'm like I don't hurt my hand for that <laughs> I don't raise my blood pressure for that he ain't even flinch like, nope. my my oldest one the oldest one eats it she won't cry the youngest one screams before you even get to her and Christopher <laughs> just he's ready to fight he's like well, you ain't hitting me without me hitting you back so it was just like I said, we got to do something different. I said, this is not working. Mm -hmm. I said, we can try talking. But I mean, kids don't come with a manual. And especially, I think maybe that's why they don't have one for preteen and teens, because that's where everything opens up that little, as soon as they leave elementary school, right. it's like they're thrown into the world. And that's why I definitely recommend. Oh, I'm sorry. The conversation. No, go ahead. I no, want to finish your train of thought. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just saying, you know, I'm... No, that's saying, like... See, I did it again. I did it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, go ahead. 
So that's why I am grateful for therapy. Because some stuff, some stuff our kids don't want to talk to us about. Sometimes they're holding on to so much because they have to deal with their peers. They have to deal with these teachers. They have to deal with just being in the world in general, their own emotions, their own hormones, looking at themselves in the mirror. They may not like everything they see and then having to be who they, who we want them to be and trying to prove, trying to prove that they are good enough or worthy. So I, I am very thankful for therapy. My son went through therapy for a while because he was going through this spell. This is when he was younger, younger. But he was going through this spell when he was using the bathroom on himself. And I, the first thing I would think, like, is somebody doing something to him? Is somebody messing with him? Is it because my own projection? And he would have to tell me, "No, mom, I don't have a creepy uncle. No, mom, I don't. Nobody's messing with me. Nobody's doing anything." But he he went through this spell where he was like, "Can I drink bleach?" Can I, can I do oh. this? Can I do that? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I just don't, like, what if I do this? I don't think I'm going to make it past this. And I'm like, where is the, what's this, what's going on? Like, you don't have a hard life. I look at you, you're pretty sheltered to me. But then my daughter started feeling that way. Or I just feel like I don't want to be here no more. But, or is it bad if I, if I envision this in my mind or if I think that this might happen and I'm just like there's nothing wrong with you um she's like I feel like my whole world is falling apart this isn't working I haven't had the motivation to fill out college applications I haven't finished a project at school I've been working and I've been going to modeling practice and I'm just doing this and I'm just doing that and it's just too much and a lot of times parents don't realize that they're going through just as much as we are like yeah we got bills yeah we have work yeah we have all of these things but if we think back to when we were teenagers we still went through a lot of stuff and mental health is real so she goes she has her zoom therapy calls once every week and sometimes she's like oh it just seems like we're just laughing and we're you know just catching up and stuff and I'm like, but you need to be writing stuff down that you're dealing with when you're feeling low, when you're feeling like the world is falling apart and talk about that stuff. Well, I don't really want to tell her all my business, but she looks at it as is one of her, not a girlfriend, but she has things that she could tell the therapist that she might not talk to me mm-hmm. about. And then she has things that she could talk to her friends that she might not talk to the therapist about. So... I feel that parents should definitely have another outlet when it comes to how their kids deal with their mental health and their emotions other than us because they're not going to be as transparent with us. And even with adults, we don't tell our family and our friends everything. So yeah, therapy is good for the parents too. Family therapy is okay. But with my daughter she's usually the the peer mediator or the peacemaker so she'll tell her friends will be like can I talk to your mom her one of her friends she wanted to commit suicide so they called me on a three-way call on a video call where they wanted me to help her calm down because she couldn't talk to her parents 
because her parents are Jehovah's Witness and they just tell her to pray about it or want her to go to Bible study and she feels like they they don't hear her and they just dismiss her and mm. so it's just like I, and then one of her other friends mom called me and was like hey I heard you helped her with a situation now I'm going through a situation with her too and I try to talk to her parents and I try to do this but they're not listening to me and I don't want to have to get the authorities involved because now it seems like a hostile situation where she may end up doing something to herself so it's just like these kids like what is going on like is it more pressure than what we went through as kids is I, it that with the internet. With the internet yeah the, yeah. Mm-hmm. the internet social media all of that and then her friend like the Jehovah's Witness I know some of them don't believe in therapy mm. um it's funny how you talk to someone oh yeah you know we'll do this and we'll, you can do this and do it and then you talk to some that won't and I think in any Christian background you have a lot of them some of them just pray 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 instead of getting that child and the help that they needed I was thankful that my parents did get me therapy they weren't just going to say pray. No, we won't get you to talk to somebody because, mm-hmm. you know, with prayer and maybe help with somebody else, we can get you on the right road. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard for these kids. I mean, and then, like you said, we have parents that are not willing to listen. That makes it harder because what she's going through may not even really be that extreme. But if mm-hmm. she tells them in their eyes, it's going to be, <gasps> you know, it's hard all right well thank you guys for listening today i hope you can take something from this conversation if you have children whether they're preteens or teens or maybe even on their way to college maybe on their way to the military whatever you need to do have the conversations you need to have be open, be transparent, be compassionate, be flexible. Because enabling your kids or coddling them may set them up for failure in the real world because they're going to meet them a real one or somebody that may <laughs> manipulate them or somebody may use them or that they want to fill the shoes of the parent that did all the stuff for them or whatever the case may be so just have the real conversations think outside the box be creative with these conversations go take your child to a park or something i know when my husband had to talk to my son about the birds and the bees he they got in the car they went to the park they went walking around and you know just had i don't know what they said my husband i was like uh were you were you embarrassed did you feel weird he was like hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's hard for the parents too I know that so y'all might need your own therapy but I mean we are creating other versions of ourselves or soon to be adults so just think about what type of adult you want to put out into this world because that will be a reflection of you in the mirror yeah do you have any closing words, my dear? Yeah, I guess listen to your kids. So if they're saying something, listen to them. Don't brush it off. They're saying these things for a reason. And 
a lot of times kids don't lie. There's some truth within their statement. So just listen and watch because their actions speak a whole lot louder than their words. And try to give them the benefit of the doubt sometimes. There's some evil adults out there that just don't like a child because it reminds them of somebody from their childhood. So they've taken out all their anger and aggression out on them now that they have the authority. That's about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just understand as parents, you're doing the best you can with what you have. And you don't have to go above and beyond to do the things that you felt your parents didn't do for you. Because that might not be what your child needs. Your child needed you in their life. That's why you had them. That's why they came to you. So it was something that you could offer them that was different, that was unique, and that only you could give. So when you look at it as, well, my mom didn't do this for me. My dad didn't do this for me. So I want to do it to my kid, do it for my kid. Or I didn't have anything as a kid. So I wanted to go above and beyond to provide for my kids or to give them everything they wanted. That might not be what's needed. So just keep it easy, keep it simple, let it flow, and just keep doing a great job. I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of you. Yes. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Until next time, we will talk with you later. Bye.